0: Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com, get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design.
1: COVID really showed us that our our model works, that, that being in a tight reaction of listen, share, partner, and act, and then bring in big collaborative partners, everyone from USAA to other nonprofit partners like Military Child Education Coalition, Getting people to work together to solve problems in real time for the real people as they're experiencing them, that's a super motivating thing to do.
0: Dory One, this is Fireteam Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I'm your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Number 118. This is Military Veteran Dad, and I am your host, Ben Kloy. And welcome to this episode, which is a very special episode because it is a two-for-one episode. We get to talk to the CEO of Blue Star Families, Kathy Duquette, and also an executive from USAA, Justin Schmidt. Now, why were we bringing these people on? I was invited into their conversation on the 35th anniversary of the month of the military child. And this conversation opened my eyes to a whole plethora of, of different things that are going on in the military world. Now, being on the outside and helping military dads on the inside I'm always a little bit more blind than I would like to know and be able to know more about what's going on. And this conversation was rich with so many of different things that happened during COVID, different resources that USSA, USAA did, and all these different things that are out there that oftentimes military members just don't know. I want to highlight two things that you're going to hear mentioned in the podcast, and I want to make sure you know and hear about them right up front. There is a link in the show notes for bluestarfam.org forward slash militarychild. That website is loaded to the hilt for resources helping the military child. And there is also a really cool app that USAA helped fund the development on, which is called School Quest. There's an Android and Apple link down there in the show notes as well. This episode is just a great conversation that highlights all the different things that are going on in the military. So without further ado, let's get started on this conversation with Blue Star and USAA. And if you want to hear my big takeaway of this episode, hang on to the other side. So today I have on the podcast, Justin Schmidt, who is an executive at USAA. And I also have Kathy DeQuette a Blue Star family. She is a CEO and Blue Star is focused on creating neighborhood and community within the military families. Within military families, we're already isolated because just we're only part of the population that a very few even recognize exist. And Blue Stars is a great organization that helps bring those military spouses together to bring military dads together because with community, we can create connection and people feel connected. Then we can start really start solving some of the things that are really Holding a lot of military families back these days. Kathy, you have done a lot of research and just did a survey about what are some of the things that military families are facing out there. What were some of the big things that that research has shown, Blue Star?
1: We really saw the effect of the pandemic on military families this past year. It's been a big strain, even more so than on the rest of the country. It's been tough for the whole country. But what a lot of people don't realize is that it's compounded challenges for military families. A lot of folks were moving and had stopped movement orders, so families ended up with longer family separations because someone couldn't come back from deployment, or maybe you're halfway through a move and the family couldn't reunite. That created a lot of strain on top of changing up the operational tempo orders and affecting how the kids and where the kids are going to go to school. Sometimes you're paying two mortgages, two leases this past year. And then when school did start again, we found out how many of our families used those school lunches and losing out the the breakfasts and lunches from schools meant that up to 27% of our junior enlisted families, between nine and 14% of mid-grade and senior enlisted families were having food insecurity this last year. And and that was a big jump up.
0: Did you find that there was one resource that was more effective at closing the gaps during the COVID times than others that military's families might not be aware of that was a good resource out there to bridge some of those divides?
1: Blue Star Families mobilized a whole lot of organizations to look at the challenges and look at what solutions might come. One really exciting development was that USAA created a financial resource for military families, zero interest loans for families that were having short-term problems, particularly around COVID. You can pay these back when you are able to without any interest. $30 $30 million USAA set aside for that. Blue Star Families is helping track people to those resources, to the, the service societies. That's a phenomenal support right there. If you're having short-term financial problems, you do not have to suffer with that. There's resources for you.
0: Is that resource still available today? Or is it? was that something post-active in 2020?
1: Not only is it available today, but USAA set it up so that it's going to be, and Justin, I should let you talk about this. It's going to be perpetuated. Justin, why don't I let you jump in?
2: Sure. So what Kathy's referring to is what we call the Military Family Relief Initiative, which is through all of the military aid societies. So each branch of the service has one, the Air Force Aid Society, Army Emergency Relief, Navy Marine Corps Relief Society, and Coast Guard Mutual Assistance. And USA's philanthropic support is allowing those organizations to offer emergency grants, as well as zero interest loans. Kathy mentioned to help alleviate some of the financial strains and stressors that families may be experiencing during
0: this time. Those That is absolutely amazing. And with all the noise and all the things within COVID, like a lot of times what I realized within 2020, and it's still going on, the world was almost going so fast, especially military pace. I mean, life was going fast in the civilian world and in the military world we were just going just as fast and the gift that COVID gave us all was the ability and the gift to slow down and your gift and what usaa and blue star is enabled to partner and do it just sounds like for the first time and a lot of times when military families get these this relief and these loans that they get a chance to breathe like it is an incredible feeling and especially if a military spouse and is doing this on her own And her husband is deployed somewhere. I mean, they already feel like the world's on them. And when the money is tight and when things aren't going, you just start asking a whole lot of hard questions that don't have really good answers. And it's really incredible what this fund has been able to do. Is there a story related to that that has been one that has come out as like just a great story of how this fund has been able to help a family?
2: You know, I heard one um, just this week, and it was from a National Guard soldier in Ohio who was called up for 300 days of National Guard duty during the year 2020. So 300 days, that's a pretty long deployment. The National Guard actually deployed more over the last year than at almost any time in its history due to COVID response, natural, natural disaster response, as well as just a high operational tempo. But what struck me about this particular service member was... He said that being deployed, he wasn't able to do a lot of things around the house that he typically did, yard work, some routine home maintenance. They were a family with four children. Kathy mentioned there was increased food expense for the family, and they were the beneficiary of an emergency grant from one of the military aid societies. And what he said was, this is not a tear-jerking story, but this grant took stress off my wife and helped the family. And that helped me focus on what I had to do with the National Guard. So his appreciation was for providing support in a way that wasn't necessarily dramatic, but almost helped with um, the routine rhythm of life and helped navigate increased expenses that the family experienced during his extended service with the Guard.
0: I love the example of National Guard because so often within the National Guard, the component that I almost didn't know because I never served in it through interviewing dads Is I heard a story of another dad that was deployed to COVID support relationship, and it was here in Wisconsin. And so it was only like six hours away from where they were at. But often deploying home in our own territory actually made it worse because they're within the American life. They get to see other families doing what maybe even just getting to spend a lot of time at home and outside and they get to witness what they're missing, or they run into a family that they're helping through their deployment struggle. And they think, I wonder if this is what my wife is feeling like. Like when you're deployed almost to overseas or a war area, like your life is so different. It's not what life is like, it's home. But here, I think the experience of deploying for National Guard within the borders of the United States was probably even a more emotional one. So just being able to know that the support that he was given, someone with his deployment, that someone was going back home to take care of his wife. I can only imagine what that felt for him and for her. So that is really, really incredible story there. Thank you for sharing that, Kathy. Does a story come to mind for you that you have heard?
1: Yeah, I wanted to share a story about one of our that what one of our members told us. You know, a, another piece of challenge during COVID has been that most military spouses who were working. You know, it's really hard for military spouses to work because of the way you move around because of the demands of the service members' job. But one of our service our spouses who had been working had to stop working. We saw actually that 42% of spouses who had been working at the beginning of COVID lost their job or had to give up their job. 42% had to give up their job. 47% had to reduce their hours. So she was one of the folks who had to give up their job because their kids were at home. She had to try to help them. They could not remote work because one of them was high-functioning autistic. The other has ADHD. These were all things that could be well-managed by the school system. But she couldn't provide the support they needed at home. And they couldn't learn by remote work, by by remote education. So they looked around at the alternatives. They found a really great pod school that was safe for the kids to go to and had the teaching support. They just couldn't afford it on the single income, her husband's income. So they moved out of housing and into an RV and the family of five, these two kids and the younger are living in an RV parked on the city street so that their kids can get a decent education.
0: I can only imagine what the the decision-making process, the emotional reconciliation through that, but then just knowing that you're not alone. I mean, It's crazy in the military. We're surrounded by military members, the the largest military in the world, but there are so many instances where you still feel so alone. And it's why I think veterans struggle on the other side is we don't realize how much connection we had when we served, and we don't spend a lot of time creating that. I want to go there as a next area to talk about. Blue Star spends a lot of time building connection, and COVID essentially broke a lot of the system and connections that we had have you guys been able to do and help create some new connection? Because loneliness is its own pandemic within the the world and COVID helped illuminate it. And it almost is this next thing that I don't want to go back to the old normal because we were often more disconnected. And I want to go back to the world where we were so far separated that I want to get back to being connected. So is there anything that you guys are working on to help create that connection on the other side of COVID?
1: Absolutely. And, and during COVID, we pivoted really fast. On March 16th, so within days of, of really the emergency, the, the CDC calling an emergency, we created a, a COVID response initiative. Blue Star Families, our theory of change is listen, share, partner, and act. We start with listen USAA has really been our partner in helping us do the research that lets us hear what's going on. And by always pinging and finding out what it is that people are experiencing, we can turn it into action. That's why connection has been a big focus for us and uh, combating isolation, because we knew it was a problem to begin with. When we saw what was happening with COVID, we knew that people needed resources and wanted resources right away that met them where they were. So we pivoted to online. We provided a lot of Access and transparency about what was happening with the changes by bringing military leaders into town halls where they had to answer directly to military family members and service members about how life was changing for them. But we also put our events online. We did summer camp online. We couldn't go to the museums and parks that we usually do through Blue Star Museums and Blue Star Parks. So we put the directors of the museums and the parks on video doing field trips. We sent boxes of activities to people's homes. And the kids, you know, had these fantastic field trips to Alaska National Parks to, you know, the museum, of the aquarium at Baltimore, the National Aquarium, and interacted at home with these kits through it all. And that was just a phenomenally popular thing that we did. And we're kind of continuing on that realm with bringing events to people where they are. And even when the pandemic is over, I think we'll provide both the in-person things that we do to keep people connected to their communities, but also the, the online ones so that folks can have a sense of camaraderie and connection and enrichment, but do it where they're, you know, sometimes you can't get to a place, do it where you, where you can.
0: So this question is for both of you. And I think I'm interested to see where it would go. So COVID was devastated the world with whole everything that is COVID, but within it, it brought a lot of good things to surface and new ways of thinking. What has COVID done for Blue Star that excites you. That you couldn't really learn this lesson any other way. What lesson are you bringing away from COVID? That, unless it was a gift, that you can now take forward into the future of a post-COVID world.
1: COVID really showed us that our our model works. That that being in a tight reaction of listen, share, partner, and act, and then bring in big collaborative partners. Everyone from USAA to other nonprofit partners like Military Child Education Coalition, getting people to work together to solve problems in real time for the real people as they're experiencing them, that's a super motivating thing to do. We grew 20% last year because I think people were flocking to us for how we could respond to them. And I think we've learned to keep that up because the change is going to keep coming, right? This isn't the last- The old normal is gone. Right? Exactly. So we just have to stay on top of things and keep driving value to people so that we can make their lives better so they can do the work they need to do for the country.
0: What I mean here in that is that the pressure test that blue star went under almost created more beauty that I often love the analogy that the only difference between a piece of coal and a diamond is the actual pressure exerted on it. And I could almost hear within that story is that the pressure that COVID applied to blue star actually made it shine brighter. And the other side of COVID you're going to understand how to be more effective in doing what you already love and understanding how to even have a deeper impact within communities. What about you, Justin?
2: You know, with every problem, there's an opportunity. And, and COVID obviously, you know, created a lot of stressors and strains. But on the issue of military spouse employment, I think that there's a silver lining with COVID. And the silver lining, so military spouses are unemployed or, or underemployed at a much greater rate than civilians. You know, an estimated four to six times, um more challenging for a military spouse to find employment. A lot of that is due to the frequent moves and permanent changes of station. So many companies, USAA and others, have gotten really good at remote work and flexible work environments. And so one of the things that I believe, and I also hope, is that more companies proactively pursue military spouses as employees and create more flexible work arrangements for extremely talented, loyal, and hardworking and resourceful individuals to be employees of their company, either full or part-time and providing more flexibility to have remote work um, so that a, a military move doesn't mean an end of a job or an end of a career. It simply means a change of address and continued employment, which is so important for so many junior enlisted families to have two incomes.
0: What I hear in that answer is also a redefinition and focus on family within employment that I mean, in the early days of the quarantine where everybody got locked down, I mean, you had to prioritize family and keeping your kids alive and then also making sure that you had your paycheck for even if you're a veteran listening to this, everything was pressure tested and family was at the core. We had to refocus on family. And I think that's what a lot of people learn when they slow down that like I was focused on the wrong things and we're going in the wrong direction that family and the time that we've got to spend with our kids and 2020 will go down. It was one of my best dad years ever because of the time that I got to spend with my kids. And that gift came from that, but it came from slowing down. And as companies rewire themselves, I think they realized that they also weren't acknowledging that people actually do have this whole other life called family. And the military is something that's mobile. It's something that's dynamic and it's always changing. And without that perspective of family being in there, oftentimes it's just a job description and it's missing that core component that these people actually have another reason why they come to work for us. And if we don't honor that, it makes it very difficult for people to to even get connected to a company's mission.
1: I think the military services are having to learn that too.
0: Amen to that one. That would be the best lesson that comes out of this is family is not something I always hear in the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps wanted you have a family. They would have issued one. I hope that that joke dies on the other side of COVID because it's the worst joke in the Marine Corps, but it's often true in many cases. And,
1: you know, it's, it's a volunteer force and people don't have to serve. And increasingly, and I think even with, you know, people are recognizing that institutions have to make a place for families. And we're asking DOD upgrade the concept of the total force to total family force, because unless we really take families on board as what's our military about, we're not going to be able to keep, you know, the kinds of folks that we want to keep going forward.
0: There was an idea that I was starting willingly down, and I think that you're hitting on it as well here. Corporations spends millions of dollars every year on engagement within the four walls of their building and now within all the randomness of people's homes. But they actually com- like leave out this huge component that when a parent is an engaged parent at home, they're more engaged at work. And often we create the dichotomy when a parent's at home, they're thinking about work. And when they're at work, they're thinking about home. And they're not engaged in either of them. And it's this duality that often creates a split. But on the other side of COVID, I hope that people realize that when a parent feels really great about what they're doing at home, they come that much more effective at work. And to me, family is one of the biggest words missing within the conversation of engagement of the military. I mean, even just making sure that someone feels okay going home early because they want to get to a baseball game within the military that you don't have to hang around till four because the officer hasn't left yet. Like those types of mindsets, I hope start to fade away because at the core of why everybody does what they do if they have a family, it's family. And every time a corporation tries to rewire that to try to elude that it's not true, all you do is create this house of cards and kind of Covid made that all kind of come falling down.
2: I couldn't agree more. USAA's signature cause for corporate philanthropy is military family resilience. Um, that's been our signature cause for our philanthropic investment for the last five or six years. And it acknowledges what you're saying, is that for the military to be successful, their family members need to be supported and successful. And I think it's all too easy, and rightfully so, to think about the military community being the service member or the veteran. But they will, almost to a a person, tell you that, that their spouse and their children are the biggest priorities in their life. When we as a nation and companies with their philanthropic resources Prioritize support for military family resilience and well-being and programs that strengthens our military's ability to serve by acknowledging that it's more than the service member. It is their spouse and child. That's a that's a great way that our nation can serve the military who serves all of us. Great.
0: I love that answer, Justin.
1: Uh, yeah. And I'd love to jump in on this too, because I think it's, it's such an important point that you're making. And just give two examples of the importance of accommodating families and how, how that benefits an organization. So, you know, Blue Star, we were the largest nonprofit serving military and veteran families. Originally, our focus was on the active and guard component, the currently serving military. But what we found in our chapters was that veteran families were joining our chapters at really large numbers, like 20 percent of our membership, thousands of families in our in different cities are veteran families. And when we looked at that, we saw the reason for that was that most veteran-serving organizations serve the veteran. They want the veteran by himself. Usually, it's a man to come show up and do something. But most veterans, uh, recent veterans, are um, have families, and on their free time, they want to be with family, with their family. And our activities, are family activities, where you know we're in the parks and the museums and other kinds of places like that. So they're joining us so that they can do stuff together with their family. So the fact that we embrace family means that we are growing larger relative to some of our peers. Likewise, we have always been a remote work, flexible hour environment because I had young kids at home. My husband was deployed when I started the organization. There was no way for me to do this work unless, you know, we moved several times, including overseas in the early years of Blue Star Families. So if it was going to be true for me, it had to be true for everyone. And because we do that, if you have to leave and go to your kid's soccer game or pick them up early from school, your supervisor doesn't need to know that at Blue Star Families. All that matters is at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you get your job done. Because of that, I have some amazingly talented employees, many of whom had training and were employed at much higher levels earlier in their lives, but they had stopped working because they couldn't run their lives and do their career. And now not only do I have these talented folks, but they're extremely loyal because they're so pleased to be able to exercise their career in a way that also works for their families.
0: And what I hear in that is what I learned a couple of years ago called heart-centered leadership, where you focus on people and empowering the people to thrive within their life. And that ends up leading you to the organizational success versus focusing on the business success and wondering why it doesn't come. Well, it's a people organization, not a business organization. And what I also love about that is most men and dads get stuck in this idea of being human doings, that they just get caught up in that we're supposed to keep doing, but we're human beings. And when we think of being... Being with family is where we feel most alive, but it's often where we feel most stuck. And I've had this podcast for almost two and a half years now. And the biggest idea that comes through all of it is many military dads keep looking for this feeling of home in work and never really find it. And most men have been looking for the feeling of home in all the wrong places. And it's just they need to give themselves permission to to feel home and feel comfortable being in their own building. And it's not just a building. It's an actual feeling of being connected with your family and not having that anxiety of like, you don't feel comfortable at home because you're not at work where your purpose and your identity is line. Like that permission to go home and be dad is a powerful one that more organizations need to be able to help do because fatherhood matters and being a parent matters. And if the more we don't acknowledge it, then we just kind of perpetuate some of the things that we suffer within our society. And I commend both the organizations for, for what you do and the style of leadership that you bring and with the focus on family, because when we come home as parents and be stronger parents, like everything can start to change.
1: Incredibly moving. That's a really, I think, powerful perspective that you have there.
0: So as we ramp up the interview, I want to ask, what is a parting piece of advice that each of you want to leave for a military dad listening to this? And we also have a lot of military spouses. I probably have about 25% military spouses listening to this, trying to get advice with their with their husband.
2: I'd like to highlight one nonprofit organization that really does a great job helping military families support their children's educational changes when they move to a new town or duty station. The Military Child Education Coalition isn't necessarily a household name. But they are truly the leader in helping military families um, make great choices for their children's education when they're moving. They just launched this month a new app that USAA helped fund creation of. It's called School Quest. And even though it's the spring, many military families will be contemplating moves this summer and a new place for their child or children to go to school in the fall. So this is the right time to be thinking about, you know, even though it seems a little bit long away. We'll be here before you know it. The, you know just navigating a new town, different school options, the strengths and weaknesses of schools based on what your child is interested in, if you have a child with special needs, how you accommodate that, transfer of records, etc. That's a resource that is truly a secret weapon for military families that are moving this summer. And again, the app is called School Quest. It's free. It's powerful and it's using technology in a way that helps military
1: families navigate that transition.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I'll include a link for that in the show notes for anyone wanting to check it out. What about you, Kathy?
1: I want to tell for the military dads and the military spouses who are listening, we do an annual survey and uh, the military services, Congress and other nonprofits, foundations like USA use the results to understand what they need to do for our community. We're going to be fielding that survey at the end of this month. I'd love all of your listeners to take it. We survey service members, spouses, veterans and veteran spouses. So we need all of their um, experiences and we need them because I want to let you know that whatever you're struggling with, it's not because of you personally. If there are financial challenges, if there are mental health challenges, these are happening to groups of people and we can't only we can solve a lot of these problems as individuals. We have to solve them as, as a group and look for policy changes that will help us. So, you know, The services moved the kids in October and their schools messed up because they've moved one month in. Each individual person can't solve that. We have to tell the story of how that hurts everyone and get the military service to change that policy. So don't internalize, realize that you're part of an organization, share your story so that we can collectively solve some of these problems together.
0: That speaks to the biggest lie that I try to convince military dads is not true, and that for millennia, we did life together in communities, and it was never on us to have everything all figured out, and it's only in the last 100 years that we started trying to do it on our own, and the results are pretty apparent where it's gotten us. We need to come back together as a community. We need to come back together. I always like to talk about it being a barrel of monkeys always having one hand up, asking for help, but then always looking behind you for the family that just passed the threshold where you just finished and that needs to know exactly how to make it through and that Barrel of Monkeys is how we need to approach life. And so I appreciate both of you coming on the podcast today and sharing what you guys are up to. And thank you for your time today.
1: Blue Star F-A-M, F-A-M dot org forward slash military child links to other nonprofits that have helped some specific um, resources and uh, just love people to be able to access that.
0: I will include that as well in the show notes for anybody wanting to check that out. Thank you. Kathy and Justin, thank you for joining me today. It was an absolute honor to have you on the podcast.
2: Ben, thanks for your support of the military community and your service as well.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you got out of that episode just as much as I did. I know my big takeaway this episode is that despite the problems that we often feel in our daily lives, Being able and willing to open our hearts and ask for help and receive that help, is still something that is still a struggle, but there are so many different resources out there like the $30 million fund from USAA. These types of resources are out there and they can help relieve some of that pressure and that burden that you often feel that it has to be all on you. And I'm so thankful for Justin and Kathy for coming on the podcast and having this conversation to help bring awareness to the month of the military child, because military families are already a number that most people don't think about. And the military child is often even more of a number that most people don't spend a lot of time thinking about. And I'm glad we have devoted this month for 35 years to help military child get resources to understand what's available and to help parents understand what's available to help them Make sure they can still raise good, strong adults, despite all the things that happen during military service. So with that, I'm signing off. Have an awesome week. I will be back with you on the microphone on Friday for Fatherhood Friday. As always, be a good dad. Enjoy what you have, because these seasons do not last forever.